What's up, guys? It's David with Barely Great Advice because there's no such thing as perfect advice. And this is going to be episode one. I've decided to call this Dream World. I've been wanting to do this podcast for the past 30 days and I'm jumping in now. Listen to someone and he was like, do it. So I'm doing it. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the concept. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take my mind and adopt it for the next, I don't know, five to seven minutes. My mind, my philosophies and adopt them and just make it to be true. Everything I believe, you believe. Okay. So no doubting. No, take you out of the equation. You're me. This is what I've been thinking lately. What if, what if you are in control, and I mean more than you even know it to be, of your own life? So here's the blueprint for us, right? Kindergarten middle school, high school, college, job, marriage, kids, grandkids, death, rinse and repeat. 90% of us is going to do exactly just that. For the 10% who question that theology, who question Theology is probably not the right word. Who cares? But for the 10% who questions, I don't feel comfortable with that. There's got to be something more. Well, you and me, my friend, are on the same wavelengths. Because here's what I believe. I believe that exactly what you want is what you can get when you put the right amount of effort and strategy to it outside of the norm. What do I mean by that? Look at Elon Musk. Look at Steve Jobs. Look at Ben Franklin, right? Look at these men who decided to do something that has never been done before. Do you know how different they had to have been thinking in order to believe that they can do it? When Steve Jobs and Wozniak created um, computers, they were giant servers in closets and, and buildings had floors dedicated to servers and they had fans blowing on them to cool them off. But these guys changed the way that they thought and they said, you know what, even though it doesn't exist, I can make it so. This is what I want us to think about. What if you told yourself, you adopted that same philosophy and you said, even though it doesn't exist, I'm going to make it so. Let's say, let's say you want to quit your job and start some business or do some, some thing. Maybe you're, maybe you're an artist, right? You're an artist, but you were supposed to do things traditionally, so you did that. And here you are in your traditional world, living your traditional life, 
and with your traditional money in the bank. But deep down inside, you're like, I'm an artist and I hate what I really do. Well, what if you adopted the, the what if you adopted the fact that you can literally just do exactly what you wanted to do and everything was going to be okay? What if fear didn't hinder you from actually jumping off and trying something new? Because what I believe is that we are so afraid of failing that we don't even try. I believe that your thoughts are real things, right? So like two households, one household, they live in the ghetto, the ghetto, right? And there's an 11 year old boy and two parents. In suburbia, there's two doctors, a lawyer, and an 11 year old, right? So both houses, 11 year old boys, one's in suburbia, doctor, lawyer, parents. The other is in the hood. And just, let's just say they, let's say mom works, dad doesn't, right? From 11 years old up until they're 18, let's say they just live in, a, you know, let's just, they're 11 to 18. We're going to take that age, take that time, and everything that happens in between. What do you think is acceptable in suburbia neighborhood and acceptable downtown in the ghetto. What do you think the conversations revolve around in suburbia versus what the conversations revolve around in the ghetto? What do you think the expectations are for suburbia versus the expectations in the ghetto? So everything that these 11-year-old boys are taking in, hearing, seeing, becomes exactly what they think is possible and becomes exactly what they believe can be achieved. Because if the 11-year-old boy were to switch homes, let's say at 13, at 13 he switched homes with the suburbia boy at 13, and then the suburbia boy at 13 switched homes with the boy downtown in the ghetto, what do you think the differences in thought would be when they walked into those houses? Let me tell you, the only differences is everything that they experienced, everything that they heard, everything that they seen now becomes everything that they believe. It is their thoughts. Now the 13-year-old boy, if he stays in that household, can think he can be a lawyer or a doctor and have this awesome life. He gets into a Tesla. Mama drives a Tesla, an electric car. And she takes him back and forth to school in this new school where no one's cussing and no graffiti. And he doesn't have to worry about fights every day. He's like, oh my God, years of this going on. Guess what? Guess what's elevated? His thoughts. His thoughts are elevated. Now he sees what's possible. Now the, the suburban 13-year-old down in the ghetto, he's in that home. Guess what can happen? He might get boxed in a little bit. Because now he's hearing different conversations. He's going to ghetto school, right? He's, he's experiencing fights now all the time around him. This is not stuff he's used to. But what happens if you think he stays in that environment for, let's say, six years? What's more than likely? Who's his friends? Who becomes his, his girlfriend? Where, where does he start to hang out at? Everything changes. Listen to me, guys. Everything changes with these two. 
And it's only because of what they are now hearing and seeing and observing, right? Which is the same as seeing. And that becomes their belief system. You think you're different because you're an adult. So now it's your turn. I'm about to get on you. You are surrounded by people who think like you, talk like you, act like you, look like you. So now what do you think is possible? What do you think is achievable? What do you think is inappropriate? What, what becomes an inappropriate conversation? What becomes something you shouldn't say? What becomes something you shouldn't do that? What about things you can confess? Oh, no, 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 right? Because of who you're around. You gotta be a certain way, talk a certain way, act a certain way, and believe certain things because you've decided to surround yourself with those type of thoughts, the type of people that emit those thoughts. Could you tell those people, I'm gonna quit my job next week and go and be an artist. They would look at you and judge you times, I mean, I don't even have to say it. You, you probably right now in your head, you're like, oh my God, if I told my friends that. What about if you told your parents that? So the one thing that all hinders us, that can stop us or start us, is exactly the things that are inside our head, our thoughts. What we think is achievable, what we think we can do, what we think we can get away with. So if I'm surrounded with the kind of friends that all work at Fortune 500 companies and I tell these guys I'm going to quit my $100,000 job to go be an artist because that's really what's inside of me, I would be afraid the fear would hinder me from doing that. Why? Because we care so much about what other people think. And don't tell me you don't because I know that some of you won't even like a status or a comment on Facebook by someone unless it has a certain number of likes already. You probably don't want to be the first one to like it, right? But if it already has 20 likes or 50, 47 likes, you'll like it. Why? Because everyone else did. Guys, the reason why we can't we cannot create the life we want to create and we feel stuck in the life we're in, it's because we are afraid to be different. We're afraid to be different because we care so much about what people who don't know us think about us. You know what stopped me from caring about what people think about me? The thing that stopped me? knowing that they're worried about what I think about them. I said, the same people that I'm worried about what they're thinking about me are worried about what I'm thinking about them. So how can I care? Why should I care? We hinder ourselves and we don't create, we don't allow our thoughts to just sprout out of our head and from our imagination and create the life that would truly make us happy. 
not safe and comfortable, but truly make us happy because we are afraid of other people's opinion. It's like we're all trapped in the same glass house. So, dare to be different. Dare to be different. I found myself kind of, it's like it's okay for me, but with my daughter, I've, that's my struggle. I, I'm afraid to let her be so different. I'm afraid to let her, you know, be silly and goofy. And I'm always like, oh, okay, it's funny, honey. It's not that funny. Oh, all right, all right, we get it. And, and, and run and race and jog. And then I'm like, okay, all right, slow down, slow, slow. Okay, we have to, do we have to run everywhere we go? Do we need to run, honey? Let's walk. Let's practice walking. So even though I, I take my own advice, it is hard for me. That's my challenge. That's why this is barely great advice. It is my challenge to let my daughter just be as free and as silly and kiddo-y and because I don't want her being the class clown. I'm afraid that she's going to be the silly one. She's very pretty, right? So I make her read and write all the time because I'm afraid people will look at her and go, oh, she's super pretty. I bet she's not that smart. Guys, I do this. This is, I'm not just giving you shit. I do this too. We all do this. What I notice about alcohol, I Ubered for like six months. Great job. I Ubered and I did Lyft. Fun. I recommend everyone do it at least two weeks. It's fun. I Ubered for a while. And you know what I noticed? I would drop people off and everyone I dropped off, hey, how you doing today? Oh, we're good, good, good. Awesome. What are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're going out. We're going to get in, you know, hanging out with some friends. And Okay, cool. Two hours later, I, it's nighttime now. I'm picking people up from the bars. Whoa, what's up? What's going on? Whoa, come on, man. We're headed to our house. Everybody let loose. This became my, this became my, 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 my theory on why I think alcohol, why people act different on alcohol. I believe when I pick you up, right? Pick you up, get in the car. Hi, we're going out to eat. That's going to be a fun night. Imagine, imagine bricks. Imagine a, a sphere made out of bricks, right? And that's our, that is our, we are impenetrable, impenetrable, right? That, that's impenetrable. We, that is, that, those bricks are made from our, how we were supposed to act and how we're supposed to think and how I'm supposed to talk. And I'm paying so much attention right now to, to, to be perceived a certain way that my bricks is on lock. Nothing can get through here. Water can't get through here. Hi, how you doing, sir? Very nice to meet you. This is my girlfriend, Sally. Yep, we're going down to eat. Oh yeah, it's going to be a good, fun night. That's our... We created that mind. That's our perception. Don't try to break through my perception. I'm, I, I am this way. See me as how I want you to see me. 
when I pick you up, you know what's happened? That alcohol has broken those bricks apart and you are finally being yourself. That is why you have a blast when you are drinking because you, are fi you finally stop pretending. You don't have to act. You don't give a shit. Alcohol should change its name to I don't give a shit because that's what happens. We stop care. I don't care what you think of me. Think about how many strangers walk up to you in a bar. Hey, what's up, man? And you're like, okay, buddy. But this same guy works at a bank. This same girl works for a corporate company. But alcohol has broken those bricks apart and they can, and underneath those bricks, that's the real you. That's where you lie. So day to day is difficult for us to be ourselves and really let our thoughts create what we want them to create and be who we want to be because we got these bricks. Our mind is made up of these, these bricks, these confinements. And I have to be a certain way because I don't want you to see through that. I, I need you to see me how I want you to see me, not see me how my mom knows me. I don't want you to see me how my mom knows me or how my teachers knew me or how my best friend knows me or knew me when we were 13, 14, and 15. I, I, I can't let you see that. I need you to see what I want you to see. I want you to see a projection of myself. So what's the challenge? Breaking apart those bricks when we're not drunk. Being that fun, life-loving person when we're not drunk. Being energetic and charismatic and optimistic and vulnerable when we're not drunk. That's the challenge. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the very first episode of Barely Great Advice. And this is going to give you a little something, something to look forward to. The theme of the conversations that I like to have next, next time we'll talk about relationships and why I have gotten all of my best friends either married or they got their girl back. <laughs> I help people get their girls back next time on Barely Great Advice. See ya.